so so we're uh world cup's over right boys like there's yeah there's no games tomorrow right i looked on the schedule like what no games tomorrow yeah man like there's nothing i i i guess it's over this is red card radio Good morning, good evening, good afternoon, whatever you're listening from. Thanks for tuning in. Red Card Radio is, at this moment in time, a look at the World Cup on some irregular basis. Uh, it's not weekly. It's not multiple times a week. It's just, you know, whenever it kind of seems like it's the right time to record a podcast. And now is that time because we have completed the round of 16. Uh, if you ca- caught our last video, we pre. Oh, wait, wait, hold on. Okay. Go back to go back to the part. There's no games tomorrow. Yeah, man. We what? Uh, nothing until Friday, I think. No. Yeah, it's uh, it's. I, we've had 17 straight games. Yeah, seven, 17 straight, straight days. days. Straight days of games. This is. This is terrible a, planning. Why do they do out, this? Out of all the corruption. <laughs> They couldn't corrupt this into happening? Yo, just keep it going continuous? So, you know what's also kind of intriguing? Is that one of the stadiums in Qatar is actively being dismantled at the moment. The shipping container one? The, yeah, 947. 947. 974. Whatever. Rad. Stadium 974 is actively being dismantled right now because it's done. No more, no more games, so they don't need it anymore. So they're going to pack it up back into the shipping container. Wow. Apparently they can uh, disassemble it and ship it to whichever country may need a stadium for them to then rebuild it. Does it come complete with the with the uh, pee stains that the ones in Brazil did? Oh, what? I don't know. Wait, wait, Y'all don't Jap- remember these stadiums no. that they had to power watch because they peed in them? Were the Japanese, wait, wait, were the Japanese no. fans the last ones in there? No, the Japanese fans were not the last ones in there. Oh, then it's probably dirty. This guy, yeah, this okay. got off the rails. Sorry for introducing. Yo, Sorry for- I don't mind. It's okay. Um, if I can't believe y'all don't remember the Brazil World Cup where they, they had to they had to paralyze some of the stadiums because they were ones that they already had. they were just peeing all over them. They just don't even go to the bathroom. They just go right there where they're sitting. I, I Brazilian people, I don't know about this, so I'm Maybe sorry. I, I'm when sorry. the lines get, hey. I, I sympathize with that because when the lines get long at a stadium that big, I contemplate it. I'm sorry, Brazilian people of Brazil that people came to your stadiums and they peed all over them. That's that's not good. The club team, the club teams, or the national? No, no, no. It was before they had to power wash for the World Cup to clean the pee off the stadium. I I retract my apology, Brazilian. No, yes, no, no, no. We we, we actually do have Brazilian listeners too, by the way. This is news well, to they'll, me. they'll remember this then. Yeah, Whatever, sa- whichever sa- stadiums. Sound off in the comments. Maracanai. Yeah. Maracanai. Yeah. Um, so if you're new here, um, hello, welcome. This is, uh, I don't know if this is necessarily indicative of what Red Card Radio usually is, but um, maybe, uh, you know, a slight snippet, perhaps. I'm not sure. But if you're new here, hit the subscribe button. Ring the sub notification bell if you're watching us on YouTube. If you're on a podcast, follow Rate it five stars if you're on Apple Podcasts or your podcast site lets you. Um, and hit us up in the comments below. Join our Discord. That's also in the description of either the uh, video or the podcast that you're on. And you can talk to us there. And we talk about all kinds of things there. Soccer, chess, Formula One. Um, that's generally it. But, you know, come hit us up. 
but look, we should we should continue talking about this World Cup, not previous World Cups. Um, so, long story short, is that all the round of sixteen games have been played. I think our last podcast aired the morning that they started so the morning of the round of 16 so it's like i think saturday and i think you guys are getting this probably on wednesday uh the games played two on saturday uh two on sunday two on monday two on tuesday um and so yes now we have the dreaded three-day break or maybe it's only two days wednesday and thursday but still it feels like a really long time before the uh quarterfinals kick off and so games were played some teams won, some teams lost. Um, probably the most important team lost. If we're all, if the three of us are, you know, being honest, uh, the most important team lost. But we should just get directly into the uh, into the results. Let me pull them up here. All right, so yeah, kicking off the first game of the knockout stage, it was the Netherlands victorious over the usa uh they won the game three to one we'll have specific comments on that game obviously uh with the three of us uh that means our bracket is now in the mud as sean Sean and i discovered uh, on the last podcast with joel brad you weren't here is that our our predictions weren't honestly that off like we were wrong in some cases um but we weren't we were we were pretty close i think we got greater than 75 percent correct on teams moving on um and i think of all the teams moving on we only misplaced one or two in terms of their seed so we did pretty well in the group stage um now selecting the usa to win uh as a homer pick was probably not good for us um but the netherlands did beat the usa three to one uh later that day argentina and australia played uh it ended two to one for us for argentina excuse me so that means uh setting up friday we've got the netherlands and argentina in the i think that's probably the second quarterfinal if i'm not mistaken that to be played it is yeah because if we look uh yesterday games were played we had japan and croatia that game was the first game to go to penalties it was the first game to go to extra time in the round of 16 game ended 1-1 after 120 minutes and croatia prevails on penalties three to one um their keeper was was outrageous in the penalty shootout like phenomenal had two saves no mistakes had two saves three Um, saves three was it three it was three saves because it was the third time it's ever happened that's right yes you're right you're right you're right right um i I, it was wild it was wild um brazil kind of non not surprisingly uh beat korea south korea four to one uh they had four goals in the first half and i guess kind of took the foot off the gas a little bit in the second half that will set up a croatia brazil quarterfinal also on friday that's the early game that'll be 10 a.m eastern again all of our times are eastern time zone in the united states of america um, because that's where we are so that's uh how those two quarterfinals line up on sunday we had france and poland france beat poland three to one also probably not surprising and then england and senegal england comfortably win that game three nil that sets up a very juicy england france quarterfinal i think it's our yeah. only juicy one really i mean 
Ooh. Are we? Are we? Ca- are we ca- yeah, are we well, counting well, we'll Netherlands, see- Argentina? But like, that's our only juicy one. Well, we'll have to see what the next quarterfinal is because the next one might be juicy, right? It's supposed to be the Iberian Clash. Right? Oh, I thought that was. I, I thought there was only three quarterfinals. Oh, yes. I'm sorry. So go ahead. So we go to the fourth. Or- the fourth quarterfinal today. We had Morocco and Spain. This was the second game that went to extra time. The game ended after 90 minutes, nil-nil. After 120 minutes, the game ended nil-nil. And if you thought the Croatian keeper's antics were impressive, let me introduce you to the Moroccan the Moroccan goalkeeper because he was equally as good. Morocco oust Spain on penalties. I think this is the second consecutive World Cup that Spain has been eliminated on penalties. You have got that right, but you have missed the third consecutive major cup. Yeah, yeah yes, yes, Because they were also ousted in the Euro correct. by penalties. So it has been three straight major championships that Spain has been eliminated on penalties. Now, didn't they win the World Cup on penalties? <laughs> didn't they beat the Netherlands on penalties in uh, 10? I thought it was in extras with uh, the Iniesta goal. Brad is furiously Googling for us right now. I'm not. Oh, oh. Hold I'm on. pretty sure. It, I'm pretty sure it was an extra time. NES the goal like th- had to be like the one nineteenth. I think you're you might you might be correct, Sean. I think hearing that sounds correct. But I would also like to point out, Brad. After as I said that, Brad turned to his second monitor. I saw a tab like reflect off of his face, like the light that he was yeah. opening a new tab, and then. No, the, I was going. He, to, I was on the FIFA one. He had the he audacity was, to not he, be doing what his one I mean, job he was on the refresh- was. He was refreshing the Best Buy website to see if any, if any. Uh, I was actually looking to if see if any of the sales updated so that he could get a mic boom. Spain's, yeah, maybe. Uh, <laughs> I was actually looking at Spain's. I had one shot on goal in 120 minutes, and uh, Sean, you were correct. It was a Iniesta goal, 116th minute. Yeah, I knew a it red was, card from I knew the Netherlands. Was, I knew it was super, super late. Yeah. I was rooting for the Netherlands in that final. Um, the final round of 16 match was Portugal-Switzerland. Uh, Portugal got the comfortable win 6-1 to one against the Swiss. That game was was very boring and didn't have any controversy at all. And Right? There was, there was no benching of world-renowned, world-famous soccer stars in that match. What? So, yeah. Who was, who was, who was benched? Uh, nobody, nobody, nobody of important. So Cancelo. Okay. I'm pretty sure. Jao Cancelo. I'm pretty sure the guy who I'm thinking of doesn't even play club football for anyone. Oh, uh, oh yeah, that guy. So it sets up two. We've got two quarterfinals on each side of the bracket, or on each side of the brackets. On Friday, we're gonna have. Is that the, how it works? Yes, it I is. Thought it was okay. Yeah, yeah. So on Friday, we're gonna have the Netherlands and Argentina, and whoever wins that match will play the winner of Croatia Brazil. And then on the other side of the bracket, we've got the winner of England, France, playing the winner of Morocco, Portugal. All right, that sets it up. So I think in, you know, to be fair, I think we should probably spend a little bit of time. Oh, excuse me. I'm doing the wrong things. Spend a little bit of time talking about the United States-Netherlands game. So... That game ended three to three to one for the Netherlands. Uh, it started off; the game was pretty pretty close um, through the first thirty or so minutes. It was pretty back and forth, I would say, if in my yes. analysis. Um, and then the Netherlands scored once, so they go up one nil, uh, and the game 
seems to be fairly even again. And then the Netherlands get a second goal right before the stroke of halftime. They go into the break up two to two now. So not good, right? Not good for the Americans. Both, both were both were clearly a, ta- a, a a something they saw in game film because both goals were drive into the to the goal line and pass back to pass back to the edge of the box. They were passed behind the defend once you drive it. Drive, drive the back line back yeah, no, and I then know pass behind it. I know what you're saying. The ball was wide. Both of them. They were both wide. Crosses back across, but crosses back. No, on the ground. On the on yeah. the ground. Pass back, pass back to the trailer. But I don't that, – that to me, both of those situations – You think both were just happenstance? That there just happened to be somebody trailing in the middle of the box that I mean, just that, happened? I think there's always going to be somebody trailing. That's, pretty, that's so, pretty typical. Yeah. Like, that's pretty typical like footballing moves is that you generally have a midfield player arriving late or in, in the so, – so, both goals were very different. So the first goal was a cross back to the top of the box, um, a pass back on the ground, everything like that. And uh, a midfielder scores it, essentially. Okay. Yeah, Depay running from midfield, yeah. essentially. He's essentially a midfielder in this f- phase of play. In this scenario. Yeah. And so he's a, he's a late runner. He scores. Depay scores. It goes 1-0. The second is Daily Blind, and it's a, it's a pass to the far post. And Daily Blind is just coming from the far side. And so he catches Dest sleeping and Dest never tracks him and he scores at the far post. So both of these situations, and I will point out for the first goal, Tyler Adams and Depay are there in a tangle for the ball at midfield. And Depay gets up and runs uh, to, to the 18-yard box. And Tyler Adams just kind of like, jaunts behind him and never tracks him and the reason why memphis Depay is so open is because tyler adams fails to track the midfield runner like back yeah he doesn't track back he does plays no defense um and so and then on the second goal is serginio dest has no situational awareness and no, doesn't realize that uh daily blend is coming and he just sneaks in and scores the goal behind him so to me it's it's less of this is something that the Dutch have set up or noticed that is maybe it is something that they notice that the Americans are deficient at. Maybe that's a possibility. But to me, it's just normal kind of footballing plays, right. situations that arise. And the U.S. just made comical schoolboy errors and were punished for them. Well, I guess explain the third goal that they scored. It's because the same thing. Because it's the same the, exact the, thing. I, I, the reason I said that is because you might as well explain that one. Yeah. Because if it's not something that they notice, then why do they keep going to back post? Because well, well, that was the third goal too. The first goal wasn't 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 back. Goal wasn't back post. First goal was second and the third. Pass, the passing behind the defense. Second and the third you, one. You get them to run one way, and then you pass it the other yes. way, and there's somebody wide open. So the third goal was the same thing as the second goal. Is that um, except on the opposite side? So Robinson uh, just the entire American defense crush crashes to one side and moves to one side. Yeah. And nobody is no midfielders. No, the, the, the right back you, isn't pushed out. You can, it's just, it's you just, can, just, you can see Tim Ream and anti Robinson covering the same person. Yeah. And then Tim Ream turns around to see somebody he- heading. I don't know if he headed it or, or footed no, it in. He, it doesn't matter. He, the, the, the Dutch player controls it, takes a touch and then shoots it. He has. He had, and an you can see Tim Ream is absolutely livid. He's like, "What?" Yeah. And tur- he turns around and he's like, "Where is my left back?" Yeah. 
it it was it was comically bad. Um, and yeah, and these are the play- third goal is the worst. Yes, the third agreed. goal is the worst. I, I, I would put it up there with the first one is terrible. The first one is really really bad. The second one is it happens. It shouldn't happen, but it happens. The third goal, yes, is very bad where you have two defenders guarding the same center forward and you just let the winger or whoever it is, the midfielder, whoever it is come in and just be wide open. They're, they're all three of them are comically bad. All three. And okay. I say this, I am not a professional footballer. I am a 32 year old dude. Who's way overweight. Who, you know, like I can't, I'm, I'm, I can't play football, right? Like I'm not good, but like I can look at this and be like, this is not right. Right. Like I'm allowed to be critical of this, even though I can't do it because it is just like comically bad. The, the, yes. Yeah. The, the only one I will allow myself to go on record of, of chastising someone is, is the third one of it. I have spatial awareness of if this guy's covering this guy, I shouldn't also be covering this guy. But like, it's also just not your job. That's an, you have other that's every priorities. Game. So you, there's other things that you need to be worrying about in that moment. And if you can see that Tim Ream or whoever it is, if you can see that your center back is defending someone, like you have to think there's someone else. There's another Dutch player. There's another player on the opposite team here that I need to be aware of. Where are they? And yeah, it. I understand it's difficult. I understand it's hard. I but like you're a professional footballer. You play in you play in the Premier League. You play for your national team in the round of sixteen of the World Cup. I should expect you to be able to do those things. And it's 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 annoying that we're talking like this about this game because I think that the Americans played very very well in this game. I, yep. Clearly, I think that the Dutch are a better team than the American team. Like I think we if we look at just like pure footballing ability and like just uh, the coaching, the Dutch are obviously better than the Americans. No, talent levels, yeah, yes. talents, like just raw talent. And and the Americans played well in the match. Outside of those two, three uh, phases of play, look, the the, the coulda woulda shoulda of this match was the uh, goal, was the attempt on goal two minutes in. Plusik scores that. It's a completely different game. Yeah, I guess the coulda woulda shoulda. And but like, you, hold on, hold on, time goalie. Out. Netherlands goalie played. Out of his mind, he I had have, a couple of great saves. I have thoughts about that Pulisic miss. And the reason why Christian Pulisic missed that is because he doesn't play week in and week out. And my entire concern about Christian Pulisic going to Chelsea was that he wouldn't play week in and week out. If Christian Pulisic was playing every single week and playing in that role every single week, he scores that. I, I guarantee it. I guarantee if he's Absolutely. playing in Europe every single week in, in, in a European league, whether it's the Bundesliga, the French League, Spanish League, the Premier League, if he's playing anywhere, he scores that again in, in the in the game. I think also he thought he was offsides. At, uh, Cristiano no, Ronaldo he was put, offside no, he by put a mile on, today and he scored a goal. But he put on an absolutely an absolutely great shot on goal. The guy's just six Pulisic? It was not a great he shot. Put it, he put it. He put it right between his legs. The guy just six eight. It was either if the guy was six two, it would have went on the other side of his leg. The guy's just six eight. He just hit it in the wrong spot. It was, like it was, it, 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 he hit it down towards the ground to bounce between his legs. He was doing that on purpose. That is an incredible shot, and he did it on purpose. Clearly, the guy's just six eight. He just stuck his foot out. I disagree. That's an I, that's an incredible shot. It was a great. It was a great save. I think all I'm, say- all I'm saying is, yeah, I, th- I think you're right, James. But to say it's a bad, sh- 
that if he's playing every day, that's a little bit to the left or a little bit to the right. I I, I don't think I can go as far to say that was a bad shot. I I, I well let me say I expect him to score. I I, I are we need him. I to expect score. him to score too. Yeah. I expect him. Yeah. Um, I have a question. I'm looking at stats, right? And it looks like the U.S. dominated the ball. But what does in contest mean for possession? Like either you have the ball or you don't. Yeah, so I think FIFA FIFA is trying to do something new here where they're saying, like, obviously, if your center back is passing with the other center back, that's the ball that you have. But if a ball is passed by your center back in the air and it's up in the air and two people go to head it, like, for, like, the 15 seconds that it's trying to figure out who retains possession, that's in contest. And this whole receptions thing makes me giggle every time. How many times a player's received the ball a pass that that shows up randomly because like i guess it's for americans to be able to digest football that don't typically watch football and receptions and was that when, easier was that when you brought up throws when you were helping yeah. the american exactly the american viewing audience well, okay. I, I don't know i think passes received is an interesting statistic it kind of shows how much of the play is going through a player and, and how much you're in a position how much you move off the ball to be in a position to receive a pass i think that's a that's more valuable than a goalie throw <laughs> yeah all right we're, we're off topic here though as <laughs> i would like to uh, we, we should remain on the u.s for at least a little bit because i know sean you have thoughts about so yeah think, i just wanted to push, push i think it was a good shot i i just wanted to push back against you guys on this was a good game for the united states i don't, I don't think it was a good game i i it, it first of all this is a bad scoreline. Agreed. It shouldn't have, it shouldn't have been 3-1. This is a bad scoreline for the Netherlands. It shouldn't have been 3-1. It should have been 3-0. That was the luckiest goal in the history of goals. He he tried to backheel it, effed it up, curled it somehow off his front toe that went back post, back corner that fooled everyone on the Netherlands because they've never seen some bullshittery before in their life. That's the only reason there's a 3-1. What's humorous about that is I had to walk away, I think, to help my children with something. I still haven't seen the American goal in this game. I still, oh have, I still haven't Please seen Please go it. see it. He tries to backheel it and somehow catches it with the top of his toe to make it curl that way. <laughs> Who scored it? Was and it, it goes Haji right. This fucking bum. He just sticks his foot out and it just curls a in front of him, up back behind, to the to the far corner, like and if, like all the center, the, both center backs and the goalkeeper were like, "What?" If you, and if you didn't know what to do, if you gave him a hundred dollars and like ten attempts on that ball, <laughs> no who way. would not hit that ball a hundred times. Again. You're yeah. never hitting that shot again. So it should have been three nil, <laughs> easy, because he tries to back heel it. Is, the, like, to first of all. The craziest shot is the only one that goes in because, like, we had good shots in this game. We had the crazy, the craziest game. shot. I'm going back to this. The craziest shot is the one that got blocked because the dude six eight. His legs shouldn't have reached that far. That's a big dude. He is a big guy. Yeah, it, it was six. He's six eight. His legs are huge. So, yeah. but that's but well, also that should, that should mean his five holes bigger too. Uh, just to be. Just to be fair, that means his hips are higher off the ground. He should be should have a bigger target going five holes. So Pulisic, to you guys' point, has a bigger uh, has a bigger territory to hit 
if you're going to going to shoot it between the guy's legs, you've got a bigger target. Yeah, they're not making more um, available. But no, no, the, the, those defenses, defensive lapses, I don't think were defensive. They, they were defensive lapses, absolutely. I think they were forced by someone seeing something on film of we commit too much. Tyler Adams commits too much to X, Y, and Z. When when the ball goes wide, the whole defense shifts too much, so a switch is what is what needs to be done. So, like, those things can easily be seen on film in three games that we put on film. It doesn't, you don't need to go back years to see that, of the U.S. defense commits to X, Y, and Z, which we've both seen, or we've all seen, and we appreciate it. Tyler Adams is after everything. He's everywhere. He's on the ball. And, like, we've swarmed the stuff, and, like, we appreciate that. But the Netherlands saw that and were like, oh, back post is open all day. (laughs) Or what you know, whatever, and like I'm, that's not that's not Barry and Tyler Adams for the Marshall goal either. Like, of course, he, he did not track back on that, but he's he's battling at midfield. He doesn't think that guy's going to get to you know the, the run of play. Doesn't I'm not Barry and Tyler Adams for not tracking back on that. What I I'm am. saying, what I'm saying is Netherlands saw something on film clearly that they thought they could exploit by going back post yeah. off off the corner. I mean, I think it was kind of an unforgivable mistake for the captain of our team to make. Um, and I think I think it's really sad because, because he had a phenomenal tournament. Um, I thought that Tyler Adams yes. was awesome, and I still think he's awesome. Um, and I and I I'm I'm very glad that he that he was in our team. One, but, one mistake one mistake's not enough to bury a guy for an entire tournament. Of, yeah, <laughs> agreed. But it was an, uh, can't make mistakes like that. So. Um, and I still, th- I still think he's not on leads at, at the beginning of next year. And I'm, word on the street is, is the is Newcastle want Anthony Robinson? And word on the street is Chelsea want Eunice Musa for whatever reason. I don't know if that's true, and I hope not. Well, I've, I've, uh, he's a seventeen-year-old uh, kid born in London, born in England. Yes, they, uh, yes, we want I him. I hope that's not true. But Anthony Robinson, I'd be interested on Joel's thoughts on Anthony Robinson left back to to Newcastle. I I, I feel like that's something that could probably in, improve their team right away. I feel like he starts. I feel like I feel like he starts. I feel like that's that's good for the future. Anthony's only 21, 22, something like that. I have a lot of questions about Anthony Robinson defending. Um, he gives and target me, there he, and Dan Byrne. He gives me Trent Alexander Arnold vibes, but he's not like in, in terms of like I think that Anthony Robinson wants to go forward, but he's not as good as Trent going forward, and he's also not as good at Trent, as Trent defensively. So like he is just like a poor man's wannabe Trent Alexander Arnold. So you're gonna get all of the. Um, so you're saying he's he's Juan Basaka is what you're telling me. <laughs> But Maybe. without the speed, like but without the defensive recovery. <laughs> Maybe. Like like you get all of the defensive liabilities of a of a of a uh, fullback that wants to go forward, that wants to bomb forward and, and cross the ball in, but without the offensive like prowess to I do think, it. I think you go into a fullback room with Trippier. I think I think he could probably teach him a thing or two. I think he probably learns Maybe maybe you're right, Brad. Maybe maybe he gets bought in January and he doesn't start till next next year. But I don't. And, and I don't he's able to learn from those guys. I think I think by 22 because he's he's only 21 or 22. 
Well, you give well, him a year or two, that dude, that dude's a Premier League fullback for years to come. He, I mean, I don't, I don't see why. I and I wouldn't want him to as an American fan. I wouldn't want him to leave Fulham in January to sit on the bench. Uh, why? What does it matter? I'd rather he's playing. He's playing regularly. Yeah, we're at for Fulham. Yeah, but it's not like there's a, a tournament this summer that we need to care about as Americans. The gold no, cups. No, but the keeping his form not... up and, and keeping like playing more is better than sitting on the bench. <clears throat> yeah, but if he's if, but if he's going to go to a club and understudy a little bit, learn and get like actually better at the position, and then eventually take it over, I think if I think that's ideal that would be that's better that would be better than than being the best player then, on a bad team not i'm not saying that fulham's a bad then, team. that's not my intent but then I, battling I for relegation with fulham for the next three years in, i think coming in this summer is better than coming in in january if you're coming in in january you're, you're like you're not you're not picking okay. up an understudy All right, I'm, I'm disagreeing with you're you not picking up an understudy okay. in january let me tell you why i disagree wholeheartedly newcastle are going to be in a top four race they might be in a title race like so that that's valuable experience that like and that's a valuable pressure that that you don't learn being at fulham this year i'm sorry right. fulham but, are probably but, safe from relegation and so they're just like they're just happy they're just like chilling like they're gonna is, be safe and they don't care they're but that's their newcastle ambition having a if newcastle has a backup left back how does that help that doesn't that doesn't push them up higher into the top four or push them into a title fight. Well, you I, can get, if you can get Anthony Robinson out of Fulham for $15 million as a, even as a backup, why wouldn't you, if you're Newcastle, because you can. And Anthony Robinson as a 21, 22 year old left back with Trippier on the roster and target who can start in front of him. And you trust him clearly. Cause you've already been playing him. Uh, with the idea that Robinson is going to eventually be your left back for the future, why would you not well, take that opportunity? Better, my question is: My question is: is, 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 out there? Yeah, is he your fullback right. for the future? He's not. I don't know if he's top Premier League caliber. I don't know if he's Champions League caliber. Um, I don't know either. Yeah, that's that's but what it, I'm saying. Like, I don't know if that necessarily makes sense for Newcastle. For Newcastle. To buy him in January. Now, if they have a plan for development and they want to buy some like young American players, because like it's a smart business investment, it's a smart development thing, right? Then like in the summertime, I think it's a much better purchase. That's all I'm saying. I'm not against this purchase. I'm a, I just don't see it happening in January. Brad's very against this purchase, and he thinks you're dumb for recommending it, Sean. Yeah. Gosh. All right. Um. I guess we should probably have some words about England just because, you know, we watch a lot of English football. It was quite an easy game for, for the English, I think. Um, yeah. Jordan Henderson, everybody's boy. Tamzid, shout out to Tamzid. Uh, that's his boy. Uh, scored a goal. Uh, and then your boy, Harry Kane, got his first goal of the tournament. And that was a gorgeous shot. <laughs> no. <laughs> Yeah, of course. Like, if Harry Kane could pass the Harry Kane, he would. He would have already passed Ronaldo and Messi by now. <laughs> oh, that's good. I like that. Um, so pretty, pretty straightforward for them. Now, England does have an interesting situation. Uh, they, uh, Raheem Sterling didn't play in the match because his home was burglarized with his family in it um, the night before the match. 
so he was left out of the match squad so he could fly home to England and support his family. So, uh, you know, by the way, one of the weakest people on earth who ever did that, like clearly whoever did that knew that he was in Qatar. Yeah. Yes. It happens I, I don't know if you know this. That, like, 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 screw you. Like, it was not a random, no. oh, oh yeah. this oh, house was, This house looks nice. Like, he knows man, um, man, man of the house is in a different country. I'm going in here to steal stuff. Like, F that guy. Footballers. Or girl, or whoever. I, I don't know. I don't know if you know this, but Reese James never got his medals back. Yeah. Like, I don't know if yeah. you remember that. When, when, he, when Chelsea was playing, somebody came, broke in his house, broke in his safe. Screw, screw people that rob people when they know they're doing something. Like, right? Screw people who rob people. If you're yeah. out, if you're out here thieving, yo, I you're, well, you're a dirt stain on society. I'm sorry. Don't be thieving. I mean, if you thieve a you thieve a loaf of bread because you're hungry, I mean that's a little different. But yeah, don't be thieving. Yeah, but not hundreds of thousands of dollars nah, of jewels. I'm, I'm, nah, I'm, nah, I'm nah. also not. I'm not absolving theft, generally speaking. Sure. That's that's a that's a low thing to do. Yeah, like, absolutely. Dude, dude's in a different country. Don't terrorize his family. It happens all the time to footballers. Uh, so this is kind all of the apparently uh, the the apparently the FA and the English national team are kind of like, yo Chelsea, where's where's security for your players? Like, like what's going on here? <laughs> there's there's security. Is also playing in guitar. His name is his name is Matija Novosich. Their security is also playing. Yeah, that's like a Kalasinac. Uh, you know, wow. going to fight yeah. the guy who's trying to rob Ozil. Yeah, situation. the Ozil. Yeah. <laughs> oh, it was it was Ozil that I was thinking of that Kalasinac yeah. saved yeah. him. Oh, I I Kovac gave uh, though. You're not I, gave, I gave Kovacic the credit for that. Yes. No, that was a Kalasinac situation. Where he hops out the car and starts fist fighting somebody for Ozo. That's yeah, right. Yeah. Oh, that's good. all right. But but I believe Kovacic would do it. But oh, it, but gosh. the security, the London yes. security, was also in Qatar. So that's their problem. All right. Kovacic's face when anybody tries like like get in his face is hilarious. Like what? Let's do it. Like, right know, now. Like he's, he's any like, of them. Like, he doesn't get mad or whatever. He's like, okay, like I'm Grant, done. Granit Xhaka, Granit Xhaka, the whole Serbian Serbia. bench, the <laughs> yeah. whole Serbian bench. He was like, here, here's where you can. Uh, we got a family podcast. No, we got a, we got where, a yeah. family podcast. Pick one and suck it. So that's all he said. Uh, okay, so let's uh, let's look forward to the uh, the quarterfinals. We got Netherlands, Argentina. Croatia, Brazil. Who who do we got coming out of this a Netherlands Argentina match? Argentina. I'm rooting for Netherlands. Yo, I'm rooting for the Netherlands too. I'm rooting for the well, no, I'm rooting for Argentina because that's who I picked to win everything. So. I I got I got Romero on that to root for. So I hope Romero did. Uh, fun anecdote. I don't know if you guys saw it. There was some time wasting going on in the Australia Argentina game. It was like a Scrum for the ball or whatever. There was a bunch of Argentina players around the goalkeeper, the Argentina goalkeeper. Okay, Romero was not in, not involved. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So, and and Emmy stays on the ground, of course, holding the ball after uh, everything. He's course. still laying on the ground, and so Romero casually walks over, like slowly. This is not a paced walk. Kicks him in the side, and then moves on. And then Emmy finally gets up. 
It's his own goalkeeper. He's like, all right, that's enough. He's like, that's a, like, not a hard kick. Not like oh, he didn't okay. rear back. Like it just like he just like gives him like a toe poke in the ribs of like, all right, that's a, all right. Come on, <laughs> like, so, uh, which so, cracked me up. So I, I'm also rooting for the Netherlands because I, I think at this point I have to root for the Netherlands to win it all because we picked because a, they beat us because they beat us and we picked us to win it. So if the team that we picked to beat us wins would mean that all of our other predictions are correct at least on that yes. on that track yeah yes. so yes okay for the pod and also yeah. I, i'm here for i'm here for chaos so um yes messy getting knocked out seems a little chaotic to me and so i'm all right with that um croatia brazil who we got oh tiago it's, it's brazil i love kovacic but but i, I want that. What are you doing? That's their dance moves. That's what Charles. That's what dance. Is that his scores? Is that the the chicken on the ball? Is he being a chicken on a ball? No, he's he's nicknamed the pigeon because he plays for Spurs. I I don't know because he's. A, I don't think so. No, he was doing this long before the Spurs. Are you sure? Yeah, he just met with uh, R nine and and R nine wanted to know his dance move and he was move like this. It's a weird flex. Um, yeah, I think yeah. I think I, I also think Brazil make it out of this. Um I think I, I think I, I think I'm rooting for Brazil, uh, for Gabby Martina uh, Martinelli to get some experience. And he is the first person off the Brazilian bench now. Just throwing that out uh, there. And I, I, Brazil is the first team to uh, ever use all twenty six players on the roster. Yeah. Dude, uh who who starts over Martinelli? Vinicius. Okay. Okay, thank you. So yes. somebody, somebody tweeted that that it was just Madrid bias that Vin- Vinicius starts yeah. over Martinelli, and I just was I just was taken aback at the audacity of like Martinelli is a great player. Yeah, do not get me wrong, I, and I do not like Arsenal. Vinicius is starting over Martinelli it's yeah, like so, uh, all day. Like I, I think if Martinelli, I think if Martinelli played for Barcelona. You, you that that I think I think his point is is well taken to a degree that that there is a a, a slight bias for the team that Vinicius sure. plays for, but at the same time Vinicius is playing in the Champions League finals, and Martinelli is not. So like sure. there is experience. Do I think Vinicius that Martinelli? Do I think that Martinelli is better than Vinicius? No, I think Vin- Obje- I picked Vinicius to be my gold. Yeah, I I picked Vinicius to be my golden boot winner. You and that did. Was a you did. Th- I you did because I rate him. Right, so I think he's yes. good. I think he's better than Martinelli, but yeah. in four years, if Martinelli keeps playing and keeps progressing at the the rate at which he yeah, is, right. and he needs to get experience, which he is, he's getting World Cup experience. Like Martinelli at twenty five might be yeah. a absolute terror. Yeah, I completely agree with that. So, which is why yeah, I would like twenty seven. Which is why I would like Barcelona to buy Martinelli next summer. Vinicius is 22 now. Yeah. So, like, his trajectory is going to be about the same. He'll be 26. Sorry, 26. Yeah, that's the point. Well, that, that's that's also my – like, it's a fair point just to point out that they're both very young. It's this whole, yeah. like, tyranny Andy Robertson situation where the the two best Scottish players are that play the same position. Now, I'm, yeah, not, yeah. I'm, I'm not here to say that, that the two best Brazilians are Vinicius and Gabby Martinelli. That's not what I'm saying. But, like, when you have two high-quality players who play the same position, it's like, how do I get them on the pitch at the same time? Yeah. You just can't. Without, without playing one of – 
out of position yeah. and is one better at playing out of position than the other one and like no. then you have to play that game there is a lot of talk uh, apparently um there's talk that martinelli might play more centrally here in the next couple of years that arteta might try and fit him in as a nine um so we'll see how we'll see what happens there um so it's possible that if over the next four years martinelli transitions um, from being uh, a seven to a nine speaking of brazilian uh arsenal players how are you feeling about uh jesus uh i don't feel good obviously um it sucks so, that it sucks that he's out for three at least three months um are you guys back in the market for a striker in january well, this is my point. So, like, the 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 thing that came up instantly was Vlaovic, right? Because Juventus is in turmoil right now. Yeah. Um, they are. Who knows what's going on with Juventus, right? And so, yeah, like, ever, everyone's everyone's like, is is Vlaovic, you know, on? Is he going to be available for cheap? And I just don't know how I feel about Vlaovic. So this is what I said. This is my thought on this: is that Eddie and Kedia was was signed an extension given a pay raise, given the 14 shirt at Arsenal for a reason. Obviously, Arteta, Edu, and Nuko think that he can play. And so we don't necessarily need our central striker, our number nine, to be scoring banging in goals. Like you can see, like, Jesus started the season, scored a bunch of goals, but he hasn't scored in many weeks yet. In, in weeks yeah. for Arsenal. So like Saka so can score, your eleven yeah. can score, your seven can score. You don't need your we are you don't need your nine. We're yeah, scoring you don't need by your committee nine. right now. What we need is our nine to press hard. And and Eddie showed at the end of last season that he is really good at pressing. Um so and he can score goals. And he can, and he can score goals. So like yeah I'm I'm very I feel I don't feel bad about Eddie coming but you would in. like a back you would right. you prefer a backup for him well I mean would I prefer a backup for him specifically or backup for Saka because right now there's not a like a legitimate backup for Saka I mean we have Reese Nelson um but like that's a weak position like it's not a weak Saka the the drop-off between Saka and Reese Nelson is significant significant yeah it's Weston McKinney how does that help me on the right wing he plays right. He plays right side midfield, right? Yeah. Okay. Those are very different roles. Yeah, he plays right center mid, not right <laughs> winger. Very different roles. A right mid. Even if he was a right midfielder, right midfielder versus a right winger is exceptionally different skill set. Um. So yes, I He's think pretty fast. Our, He's pretty fast. Arsenal were already going to be in the market for an attacking player. Um. There's the talk of the guy that, from the Ukrainian team, Brad. You know because you're the Ukrainian Premier League. Uh, yeah. Maestro. Expert. He's the right winger. Zaleski. No, it's not Zelensky. Get out of here. Um, it starts with an M. It's like Muradik or something like that. I don't know what his name is. Oh, um, yeah. I think he plays for a Shakhtar. Shakhtar. Oh, the dude from Shakhtar that like yeah. they like he has offered like thirty five million. Oh, there, there, there we go. The oh, Ukrainian. No? The guy from Shakhtar. So yeah, I, the, the talk is that we're going to sign him. Apparently, uh, anyway, it doesn't matter. We'll talk, we'll, guys. Why are we talking about the Premier? We'll talk about this in two weeks. Okay, calm down. Because we don't have football boys. today or tomorrow. Okay. England, France. Who wins England, France? England. I think England wins too. Yeah. I really do. I, uh, honestly, I, know, I think their quality is Joel's more. not optimistic, but I think England wins. I can understand. I think their quality is more. I can understand Joel being being worried about it because it's France. But I, I still I think that England shouldn't feel afraid of France. Um, So... I think I think the problem I think the problem will arise uh, again. Shout out Tamzid, is that England do get scared of these moments? Yeah, not not knowing, not not realizing that they are 
they are one through eleven better. Maybe maybe not each position, but you add them all up, they are better than France. Like an aggregate. Like, like an aggregate. An aggregate. They are better position to position than France. But you look at it and they got Mbappe and and Varane and and, and, and whoever. Yeah, Giroud. You, you yeah. <laughs> You, you you name a couple players and you're, you're like oh man they've got they've got this person this person this one I think England get intimidated not realizing they have they have Kane and they have Foden and they have uh, Saka the, the, Saka they, they yeah Bellingham, Bellingham. They, 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 yeah Rice Rice yeah well I mean well Bellingham <laughs> Maguire and Maguire and an England jersey yes but. Like you, you run down it, like they run, they run just just as good all the way down, and they, I don't think they realize that. Yeah, when they're on the field and they play scared, just go, just go beat them. You're better. I think so too. What about there's this? One, there's one better player. Is that? Oh, you're talking about Mbappe. Mbappe. Okay, I thought you were going to say there's one better player, and it's their goalkeeper. Just move on. Especially was... in the World Cup, Mbappe at the World Cup has more goals than Ronaldo. Speaking of Ronaldo. Ronaldo versus Morocco. I don't know if I don't know if you were referring to R nine Ronaldo it's or our, CR seven, but it's our future CR7. right back, Hakimi. Yes, it's Morocco, baby. Yeah, I don't rate this Portugal team. I, I still don't rate them, even though they scored six goals today. Um, I don't. I really don't. And maybe, I'm probably we're probably both making mistakes. Yeah, a hundred percent, we are. I but think, I, I think they're I'm much better team without without Ronaldo. Yeah, they they were really good today. I hope they tactically, tactically, just like their <laughs> manager described. I hope they tactically put Ronaldo back in. Yeah, I don't know. I, 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 it, Hakimi's going to be our right back in January. It's going to be great. Okay, he's scared of the Premier League, but okay. All right, he's so, not scared. So what, scared we've, of the Premier League. what we've picked, we've got a. You know what? So so is Zayat. Zayat. He's scared of it too. Hey, that's why that's he stays why, on the bench. That's why he doesn't play. All right, so we we have effectively set up the semi semifinal of Argentina Brazil and France Morocco. You mean England Morocco? Oh, we all yeah, said England. 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 We said you all said England. England. So Morocco. we've got an we've got an England Brazil final. I'm actually for this Moroccan timeline. Yo, England Brazil final would be really awesome. We fire England Argentina final would be fire that, too. That, that would be worth a live stream. Yeah, it's Sunday December eighteenth at ten a.m. I'm certainly unavailable then, but maybe by yourself, Sean. Yeah. <laughs> All right, I'll crank it up. Maybe Tim Z. Maybe you can kid up Tim Z, and you guys can do it together. <laughs> we'll just crank up the live stream. All right, um, that's all we got for you guys tonight. We hope you enjoyed it. Um, definitely. Hit that subscribe button, ring the sub notification bell. If you are not already subscribed to the podcast, give us a follow, five star on Apple Podcasts. Do all of the things that a, a podcaster or a YouTuber would ask you to do. Um, that really helps us. Uh, hit us up in the comments. Let us know what you guys think about the, the, the round of 16 or the quarterfinals coming up. We'd love to hear from you guys. Um, check us out on Twitter. Uh, that guy over there, he's at KSBradG. Down below, that's at Whiteheart underscore Sean. I am at James Tiffany. We collectively are at Redcard underscore Radio. Um, you're getting this podcast at some point. I don't know. I don't specifically know when the next one is. Probably if I was a betting man after the semifinals, that would be my guess. So uh, just keep checking back, and we'll. Uh, that's why you ring the sub notification bell. So you'll find out.
But until that time, we will have we will see you guys next time. Have a good one. Thank you.